0: Yo, what's good, y'all? Welcome to this week's episode of Talks with Taboo. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. Hope y'all having a great week. I'm doing fantastic. I have all the month of July off of shows, so I'm just spending this time to write my next body of work. Write all out of music, man. It's going really good. Just gonna write music, hang out with family, uh, crush broods, fuck dudes. Catch some fists and suck some dicks. You already know what it is, fam! You know what I'm speaking? But uh, we got a great episode this week with one of the most interesting people I've had on the show, man. I've seen this guy a lot on the internet. He's been putting out a lot of heats lately. A lot of fucking hits, man. Straight up hits. Working with a lot of really big names. Um, and he's pretty new to the bass world, but he's deeply embedded in the hip-hop world. Uh, and I didn't know a lot of that. You know, He's toured and worked with people like Mac Miller, Migos, Young Thug, Riff Raff... All them good people, man. We talk a lot about that. I get learning about this guy and his crazy ass career. Uh, we had a great conversation. Had a lot of fun with this episode. Getting to know this dude, and I hope y'all do as well, ladies and gentlemen. Mister DJ Afterthought. Come here, girl. Hey, the name's Mitch, you know, I, uh, I don't, you know, you and I don't believe you and I've ever met before.
1: No, no, not yet. My, I'm, I'm, my name's Ryan.
0: Ryan, nice to meet you, you know. brother. Nice. nice to
1: meet you too, man. Appreciate Thank you, you for talking. having me, bro. Oh ah,
0: man, appreciate you coming on the show, dude. You're a guy who I've learned about uh, probably like in the last year who I started seeing your name a lot more. And the more I look into you, it's, uh, it's, it gets more and more interesting. So I'm glad we were able to do this today because I had some questions, bro some questions yeah
1: definitely for- man i'm sure uh i'm sure i can answer lots of them
0: before we even add, get into it how are you doing today did i ask that did I
1: ask <laughs> <you>? <laughs> i'm doing pretty good man i just got back from philly um did some stuff with shizlo and uh worked in a couple studios so just got back but chilling getting ready for this weekend
0: i love shizlo a manager what'd you say i love shizlo manager
1: I have not met Chislow's manager yet. Yeah, she's um,
0: she is the shit, dude. She's awesome. What's oh Wait, what's her name? Don't put me on the spot like that, dog. <laughs> is her name <laughs> is it Emma? Nicole? I think it's Nicole, maybe. Nicole? Yeah. I don't
1: think that I met her yet. Yeah, I was going to say, I might, if it's the other one, then I did, but I don't think I met her.
0: Well, where are you at right now? If you back from Philly, where you, where you reside?
1: I'm in Pittsburgh. Um, this is where I live full-time, um, but always in and out, obviously, like like the rest of us. <laughs> you a Steelers fan? I'm not. I'm a Giants fan.
0: Giants fan. Okay. Okay. How's uh? How's Daniel? How's Daniel going to do this year? Is he going to trip over his own fucking feet?
1: Uh, bro. He was just went like from one like ridiculous goofy white quarterback to the to, to like. <laughs> I mean, he might as well just be a white guy too. But he's yeah. I mean, I just hope Saquon can come back and do something, and our defense gets better because. Yeah. He's not bringing us to any Super Bowls anytime soon.
0: He might, dude. He might just fucking trip right before it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the immaculate another another crazy Super Bowl catch, but it's just him like tumbling into yeah. the end zone.
0: Did I watch that live and was in fucking tears. And it was funny seeing like the Giants like his own teammates were laughing their ass off like they weren't even upset that he didn't get the touchdown. They were just laughing at his goofy ass, dog.
1: Dude, I, I watched it live too and I just like I think I was somewhere too. I, I, I was like at somewhere and I just <laughs> I'm like talking shit, you know, the whole time.
0: Yeah.
1: And that happens and I'm like, man. And then the Eli jokes come, obviously, and I we had to endure so many years of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, man, can we just get like a really athletic quarterback this time?
0: Right, dude. Just go get Deshaun Watson. You're like, all right, not listen, we know he's at lawsuits, but you know what? He ain't gonna trip. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I swear, I'll t- I I would honestly take that at this point.
0: Oh man, it's always nice to meet other DJs who are like big into football too. Like I I love sports, but like football, I fuck was so heavy. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, man. I I I just grew up watching football like with my family, and I grew up playing hockey. So those are the only two sports that I really like.
0: Hell yeah, care about. So, I ain't ever watched a hockey game or been to one, dude. Because you know I'm from Mississippi and. We ain't got hockey, man, as much as, you know, you know what I mean? Like, we don't even have an ice skating ring, dude, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's definitely It's. It, – I'm happy that it's kind of expanded because when I was – I grew up in New Jersey, in, like, northern Jersey, and there was just hockey all around, right? Like, we had rinks everywhere. So – you know, living in that little bubble and not really leaving all that much for like 16 years, you know, mm-hmm. except to go on little vacations or whatever. I didn't realize. I thought everywhere was like that. <laughs> you know, I was just like, I had no idea. So It
0: ain't, bro. They try to have an ice skating <laughs> ring where I'm from. That shit melts. Like, okay, we don't know how to do it. Yeah, we can't do this here. We'll just, we'll just give them some rollerblades and some guns.
1: But, you know, some of these uh like SEC schools are starting to have really, really dope hockey programs. So it's really? actually kind of cool to see. Yeah, like um, there's some uh, University of Alabama something. I forget what school it is, but they crush, bro. Like they're they're really good. Um, there's some schools in Texas. There's a couple of Florida schools. There's a school in South Carolina that's like stupid good, um, and it's I think that one's like a South Carolina something. Well, dude, so you just taught um, yeah, me something. Good. They're like D one teams.
0: That's you literally just taught me something. I didn't know. That, <laughs> I didn't know that there was hockey in college. I didn't know that that like that was literally. I didn't know there was hockey. Yeah. Co- college hockey. I didn't know.
1: There's club hockey, which is kind of like more like any club team for whatever sport it's more hobbyist kind of thing and then there's d1 d2 d3 and then there's mm-hmm. stuff in in there so it's it's pretty big
0: i could probably get into it i like like it takes me just to experience something and then i'm hooked i'm like cool i'm into this now you know
1: so i never it's kind of like so I'll, I'll bring it to your maybe maybe a little bit more in your neck of the woods but forever I would see NASCAR races, right? Mm -hmm. And of course, I'm from Jersey, so I just had this stupid, like, you know, oh, it's just a bunch of rednecks and, (laughs) you know, some crazy stuff. And then, bro, I went to a NASCAR race, and I had the best time. it's so much fun (laughs) I was was just like all right well you know but it's kind of the same thing I bring people to hockey games all the time and especially like a pro game and it's just so fast and action-packed and they're like this is a hockey game and I'm like bro this is (laughs) this is this is as good as it gets for me it's just action 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 fight action you know
0: (laughs) you said what everybody who's ever been to a NASCAR race said they're just like I went and I was just like holy shit this is awesome it's just a party
1: bro we went to all like the pre stuff and all that too. And then I remember, I'll never forget this. We were, we were in Darlington Speedway and we were walking in, and my buddy and his dad were holding like a pony keg. And they were like, each had one hand on, you know, one side. And I'm like walking behind them, I'm, like, where the fuck are they going with this keg? Like, what is happening? And we keep walking, keep walking, right up to the gate. Give them our tickets, and just they just walk right in with this keg. i was just like, all right, man, this is I can get down with this. Yeah, it's
0: gonna be a party, dude. Imagine <laughs> if festivals were like that, dude. And you can do it in the campsites, but like walking into a music like through the camping gates with just a fucking keg, man.
1: Tons of whooks with CO2, just, <laughs> yeah, just
0: C- <laughs> CO2, dude. They have a nitrous in that bitch. What are you talking yeah, about? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, nitrous.
0: <laughs> they have a nitrous yeah, just, in that movie.
1: Yeah, just huge tank. I saw Blunts and blots is walking around at uh, Forbidden just with a tank. And I was like, it was a backpack tank. Oh, like, dude, that's yes, fucking
0: that's some that's, that's some white level. trash engineering right there, dude. That's <laughs> like what I like to call it.
1: It was wild. I think it was like a backpack made for that. It was so wild. I was like, what is this?
0: That's that <laughs> that <sounds laughs> next like, level. That could be a fun top, dude. That sounds like fun. It's
1: <laughs> so a bunch of people just following him around. Yeah, dude, you of
0: follow th- you follow the tank. You know what I mean. <laughs> ridiculous fucking rule but look man so i've been seeing you know your name popping up a lot in the bass music world and the more i look into you your your hands are in multiple things dude you have hits right like you've produced tracks for like fucking hit artists like explain this to me because like i said i'm just not learning <laughs> about you and like just see so you posting like all right you're in these dope studios you're working with all these you know big names working making hits i'm like all right well, what is this like was that was that what you got into before the electronic thing, or was it just you know? So the same time? I,
1: I kind of just like always, I was always into music. I lived like right, up basically caddy corner to Les Paul, pretty much my whole life. And my dad was into like a lot of different music. And then I grew up in North Jersey, so hip. Like I'm 34, so like I'm a little bit older. And Bro, you
0: look great, man. You look great for 34.
1: <laughs> Thanks, but I um. I grew up with like Hot 97, but I also grew up with like Classic Rock with my dad. And then also like K-Rock, which is all like the 90s, you know, alternative stuff. And it was all, I just, I got to hear it all because we had all the New York City stations. So like everything would get premiered there. So I just listened to a ton of different types of music and just always loved it. Um, but I was really into hockey. Like I played a lot of hockey and I never got, I never was in band or never really got, I played like trumpet when I was like younger and piano and stuff, but never got to really do it how I wanted to. Um, so when I got to college, I went to North Carolina for like two years at a business degree. And um, I hated it. <laughs> like I just, I loved college, but I was just like, man, this isn't like, what am I doing? Where, what part of uh, ca- uh,
0: North Carolina is that in?
1: Uh, Greensboro. So okay, I went right. to Greensboro College for a semester. Then I went to UNCG. And then I transferred to Chapel Hill for my last part of it. Um, but the whole time I was trying to get into crass, like conservatory recording arts and that's in Tempe, um, or in right outside of Tempe, but, uh, I couldn't get in. (laughs) Like they only take like 20 some kids a year or something at that point. And I just, I couldn't get in. Um, I didn't want to go to full sale. I went for like their little tour and I was like, this is so much like extra shit going on that I, I just didn't want to be in like a big classroom with tons of people and all that. Um. So I kept trying, kept trying. They didn't even respond to me. And finally I got Les Paul somehow to to, to write like a letter for me. And he wrote a letter. I got in, transferred to ASU, went there, um, did that stuff, went out to California, interned for like uh, for ocean way and for interscope and was just flat broke. And I was like, I can't keep sustaining this, you know, flat brokenness. I can't, I can't like make it through and just kind of like slide along. Um, so I moved back out to the East Coast to WVU to uh, try and get my master's, and like a weekend, I was like, "Fuck this! I'm not doing this shit. It's too expensive. I don't want to do it." Um, so I t- started taking like live sound gigs, and what happened was the DJs would always, always not show up. Like they would just be college kids.
0: What? Dude, they sound like rappers? What are you talking about, bro? It was. I mean,
1: this is like what 2008, 2009 ish, somewhere okay, around there, a long and time like, ago, yeah so like there wasn't really too many edm producer djs yet right so like it was th- the scene wasn't there yet and it was just like college like frat bros right that would just go and like dj and it's just you know just throwing on like virtual dj or whatever and then you had like the super vinyl like you know technic heads who are super like you know in depth with it um and they just w- they wouldn't show up so one day we had a huge tent thing outside of the football stadium and I'm doing live sound. And my boss comes up to me and he's like, man, this dude canceled. And there's like 10 minutes until this dude's supposed to go on. And he's like, he said he was on his way. Now he's saying he's not, he he can't make it. He's not answering blah, blah. And I was like, dude, I have virtual DJ on my computer. And like, I have music. I can just play it. And I'm thinking, I'm going to just play music from the board from like front of house. Right. And just like play music. This dude walks up on he's like, Oh, that was an afterthought. I I forgot that you can probably play stuff, whatever. So he walks up on stage like five minutes later in front of thousands of people, and he's like, Everybody make some noise for DJ Afterthought. And I like look at this dude like what? And then he's like,
0: Yeah, come on up. Come on.
1: I'm like, bro, no board, no controller, no decks, Just, computer, no nothing,
0: just How many people? Computer.
1: And Like three thousand,
0: fuck. It was like a
1: huge tailgate party event, bro. There was like, I mean, there was just the governor was there, the the band, like the wv football band was there. It was just a really random thing to start (laughs) DJing at. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But from that, a bunch of frat kids and random people were like, "Man, that was awesome!" And I literally had no idea what I was doing. I was just playing tracks, like slamming tracks and other tracks and for whatever reason a couple of the people were like oh yeah let's let's get him and i started doing like frat parties and random things and then started really learning you know how this is going while i was producing but i was into hip-hop a lot so i was producing hip-hop i was recording hip-hop i was doing all that while i was you know had this background in lots of other music but that's just primarily what i was doing um moved to to pittsburgh and i didn't even do music for like two or three years i like worked for i I coached a high school hockey team and like worked for a medical company and i was just like this this is awesome
0: coaching sounds fun man i feel like you know if, if i have a son one day and he's into sports i definitely would like to like coach for him it sounds like it'd be fun
1: dude it was really cool because i was still young enough that I wasn't like that much older than these kids and I could connect to them better than the old dad dude that never even played hockey. I was like, the music, the music keeps you young, man. Right. I mean, and at that point I was young. So it was like, I mean, I was like their older brother more or less, you know? So it was, it was really cool experience to, to get to do that. Um, but I just kind of missed doing music, you know, that was like ingrained in me at that point. And I just started like trying to get into the music scene in Pittsburgh and it was tough because it's a small scene, a smaller city. Mac and Wiz just popped and left um so there was kind of like this void. And people were, you know, the venues were kind of burnt out from the whole hip hop thing with with Mac and Wiz and then all of these rappers popping up in Pittsburgh and wanting to throw shows and, you know, there'd be problems or they wouldn't bring people out and they would lose money and all this stuff. So it was really hard for me to kind of like figure out how to maneuver into that. So I just started my, like throwing my own shows outside the city. And we brought Bubba Sparks out one time, which is completely random. And um, I DJ'd for him. And he's like, Hey, man, do you want to come on tour? And at this point, I'm like, uh, And it wasn't a big tour or anything. It was little, like 500 cap rooms or whatever. Um, but I was like, Hell yeah, like, why not? You know, this is, this is the shot. Did that, <clears throat> uh, ended up going on tour with French Montana randomly after that for a couple dates on his uh, like initial tour
0: all right so i'm gonna pump the brakes because you're moving pretty fast because he's <laughs> some, he's some cool stories man all right torn with bubba sparks how many dates did y'all hit all right give me the funniest thing that a lot of people don't know about bubba sparks and you with the motherfucker we you, you learn some things about a guy okay what's some things about bubba sparks that we don't know dude does he even like booty is he more of a titty guy you know <laughs> we don't know he
1: does he definitely <laughs> does love it um He's he's just way more laid back of a dude than he portrays to be in his, like, rap, like, rapping. Mm. Um, he was just way more chill. Way, he was just, like, a chill country, like, just roughneck dude who's just you know, just kind of cool, loves his family. You know what I mean? Like, isn't really, when I saw him growing up, I'm like, oh, this dude's like out here, you know? And he was yeah, just the like the way you're describing
0: true. him, it sounds like the, the Meet Virginia song, but it's instead of, you're talking about Virginia, you're talking about Bubba Sparks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Hair is always annoying. a mess. You she won't <laughs> so, confess. So,
1: you know what I'm saying? But no, he, he, was on, he was on a country label and like loved country and like toured with country musicians. We played like... So we played maybe 25 dates. Some of them were USO shows, like three or four at military bases. Then we did, uh, like, probably eight, like, country music festivals.
0: It was so wild. Dude, country shows are a good fucking time, bro. Dude, it was a Whole lot of fighting, fucking, and farting, dude. It's a good time, man.
1: (laughs) That's a perfect way to describe it. It was funny, though, too, because it's, like, you know, tons of just, like, country fans, and, you know, they're kind of, like, you can tell that it's just all country, right? But then they drink a little bit and then all they want is hip hop, right? Yeah, they go w- up and like play it. <laughs> they're like, yo, what are you playing country for? We just listened to country for three hours. Like <laughs> you're supposed to be playing rap. <laughs> like,
0: they, want, they want that hip hop, dog.
1: Dude, it was wild. They but, want that um, damn hip hop. Super cool, super cool, dude. It was just like a learning experience. I, pl- I had to play with a band. I never did that before. It was just a new experience, right? It was like a tour. I had never done anything like that um and then my manager at the time who was just like my best friend he had no idea about anything in the music industry whatsoever randomly gets me on the french montana tour um for like the back end of it um so we did that that kind of raised my status a little bit if you will um around around the city um and then i ended up working with the guys from daily bread it's so a clothing company
0: Let me pump your brakes real quick, okay? For going for the Bubba Sparks 500 cap venues, what was what was like the caps for the uh, French Montana?
1: French Montana was like the like the House of Blues or um, what else did we do? Like uh, uh, the Showbox in Seattle. Like I think there were like two or three thousand cap rooms. Um, It was excuse my French, like his first ever tour, so it was pretty. You know, it, it was it was way it was, different. It
0: was hot, yeah, it was super hot. <laughs> what, what? So, what? What's the thing about French Montana that people don't know? Are you still keep in touch with this fella? I mean, is he still? Um, this I same see thing? him. I, I,
1: I see him. I keep in contact with like his his um his team more. Um, I see him and like we, you know, if I see him, we'll say what up or whatever. Um, another super dope dude who's just kind of like a laid back. He's super <laughs> funny. Like he'll just he's just the type of dude who just clown on everyone, um, and just kind of have a good time. Uh, He kind of portrays like, you know, more of like a hood gangster like image, but he's just he's super cool. He's just chill. Um, Never saw him like get mad or anything. He's just kind of like, whatever. like like, okay. Um, But way different. So I just kind of took that momentum. I started working with Daily Bread. Um, I literally at that point, just Mac was part of the Daily Bread brand. So I just kind of fell in with Mac and all those guys. Mac Miller. So I don't even Um, I don't
0: know what Daily Bread is. Right. So like. So, Daily Brad
1: is a a clothing company that Mac, this uh, dude named Bill, and this dude named Alex Avakian started together. Um, And he just kind of like repped it and was like the brand rep, more or less. And then Alex and Bill kind of pushed it. And I came in to like kind of be like the sales slash, you know, guy on the ground, more or less, going to shows, bringing, you know, doing stuff like that Um, and helping them, you know, get a brick and mortar, just do little things to grow the brand. but it allowed me to meet Mac. It allowed me to get to ID labs, to meet Wiz, to meet t- the Taylor gang guys. And I just ran with it from there. bro. I just started working with everybody. I went on tour with Mac um, a couple times. Uh, I did some, some stuff with that did tours with Taylor gang. Um, and then I just started randomly finding myself DJing for like young thug or Lil Dirk or whoever, just randomly. I just kind of randomly, you know, would fall into that and the whole time i have big germ and edan and christo and all these big and Sledger and these big hip-hop producers all around me so i'm i start producing um and just kind of went from there man but i always
0: were you producing this entire time or did you start producing more once you started getting into like being around these other producers
1: so i started producing when i was in audio like in the audio program um it's when i started producing but i wasn't very good in it, and i didn't take it all that seriously and i only had like reason and like random stuff right it was kind of limited still um so i was still kind of learning and and i was more on the engineer side mm-hmm. like i was really good at engineering so that was kind of like more my focus yeah that's the vibe i was um, getting
0: from the story. i sounded like you that was what it, the vibe was yeah for sure
1: yeah so like i just kind of you know that that's that's kind of where i felt more comfortable but i wanted to to learn the thing though that happened is I kind of just like I was doing all the hip hop stuff and I have just such a background and so much other music that it just boxed me in. Right. And then I, I started DJing for riffraff and that's kind of where everything went. Like I went on tour with Mac I went on tour with the Taylor gang guys I did all this stuff. But when I did the riff thing, I was like managing him tour, managing him. I was just kind of doing everything. Right. So like, oh, I, got I got some to... good
0: Riff Raff stories too. And I'm sure oh, you do too, man,
1: dude, I don't <laughs> even want to leave that. we could go days but
0: i believe um, it dude i fucking i believe you have stories for days because i've i mean just being around that dude for uh a day it was just a lot of stories and it just felt like he liked that like it's just
1: a hard he's
0: he's that's not an image he's portraying he is that
1: i mean yeah i mean you know he definitely i i had i was you know worked with him personally very close and it would be a lot of times too that we're just us and he's he definitely isn't like that all the time. Yeah. Um, I think he's just socially just like that's, you know, he he turns it on or whatever. Um, still, you know, whatever it didn't end very well oh, that's <laughs> um, a bummer, man. I hate but that. there was uh there was just a lot going on and it was just really a hard time for me to kind of to maintain all of that um but the problem was is i was i was still producing and got a lot of opportunities from it but i was still just rafts dj right or mm-hmm. i was just like kind of stuck in that box or i was just this hip-hop dude or you know whatever so there wasn't really um anywhere to go from there. Right. It's just kind of like, Oh, you're such and such a DJ and it's like, it's cool, but it's like, I'm producing these records for Skepta and like all these crazy guys, you know, for, for Migos and for all these crazy people. And it didn't really, it didn't really hit. Right. Like it, it, like I got the credits and I, I, you know, I made money and I was able to do all that, but I wasn't really pushing my career. I was always kind of like pushing someone else's career. Yeah. Um, So that's kind of where I finally was like, okay, I need to take a step back and figure out kind of what I want. And I've built all of these relationships. I've worked with all these cool people. Um, And it was always for somebody else, you know? And I didn't want to be that dude who was like, you know, you have like your homies, right? That that they see you doing music. You might might take one of them to a show. And then the next day they're like, oh, I'm going to start producing. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't want to be that guy. I felt like. I built these relationships in way different ways and i didn't want to like be some clout dude and like come off as some douche like just trying to ride the coattails of like other people but i had this in me i was like oh man i just really want to just make music how i want to make music i wanted to sing and do vocals like i have been um but i was just kind of scared of it and i finally was just like fuck it i'm gonna i'm gonna go all full in at this and Throughout the whole riff time, I was producing heavy. Like I was like really diving in, and I was starting to learn more electronic type of you know flows and and how that all worked. Um, comparable, um, but dude, yeah, man, I just kind of randomly just fell into a lot of things and got blessed with opportunities that I, I worked for, but definitely kind of just put myself in the position to to accept whatever came.
0: Yeah. So so get into the electronic stuff was that was that something you were getting into because you realized that you could do your own thing doing that and were did you always kind of enjoy that or did you what did you get into it? i yeah
1: I, so when i was going to like college and stuff and when i was in high school so electronic was mostly just like techno and house oh, yeah. right like uh-huh. it was kind of like more just there wasn't really elect like too much commercial electronic and there definitely wasn't any there was like just like real science techie, like dubstep and stuff. It wasn't, it was like reason dubstep, right? It wasn't yeah. like, it, it was and, it and just like, and techno. And it just, it, I'm not going to say it wasn't good. Cause I, I like listen to it and I experimented, you know, and I liked it in certain times, but it just wasn't my, my, my thing. Right. Yep. So as things started to progress, I was like, I, lo- I, you know, I like dubstep. I like, I like trap. I like bass. I like these things and I, I really do enjoy them. But I just never really got to experience that side until I saw it start to kind of come around the curve. Right. So then, you know, dubstep started being a thing. bass started being a thing. So I was like, Hey, I'm really interested in this. But at the same time, all of my opportunities were hip hop opportunities. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm trying to kind of step out of my box, but I don't want to fuck up these bags, you know, and these opportunities. So I'm just like, yo, I'm going to, I'm here, like, and these people are letting me do this. Like, fuck it. Like, I'll do that. But yeah, I've always wanted to do, like, singer-songwriter stuff. I've always wanted to make electronic. And kind of, like, my version of electronic is more of, like, I want to be able to, like, make some some ratchet like person in the club like you know want to like twerk and go crazy but also some woke at the festival will head back to it you know what i mean so yep. that's kind of always like i'm just that's my type of shit like if i, if I want to get hyped up or i want to get like a crowd hyped up i'd play that stuff at hip-hop shows and i feel and, like, like i
0: feel like that's kind of like where like the future might be heading towards for like hip-hop in general at times you know what i'm saying like where it's like where you hear whenever like diplo produces for somebody or like skrillex it's like it's got like that vibe where it feels like it can make a wook happy but also like the rap folks are like yo this goes hard you know what i mean
1: right and i mean i i I would love to just live in that area just because i enjoy making music like that but i also enjoy a lot of other music you know so it's like i'm just trying to kind of be me and and make stuff that i like and um it's been weird bro honestly it's been a really weird like thing because it's not very like i thought edm would be like a lot more accepting because it's like i had to fight through the trenches and like i'm cool with all that you know i know tons of hip-hop dudes i'm like cool in this in this genre right like i I know i'm good right and then i go there and i'm like oh this is these people are like way nicer (laughs) like way cooler everybody's just such a better vibe wait with the
0: edm or with hip-hop
1: with EDM okay. and then I quickly realized like these people are like shading the shit out of me and I'm not sure why or and then I realized that like they don't know me right they, they don't just know see, man like, this... I didn't
0: know all this shit is like brand new to me you know what I mean like
1: right and I and I and I realized that and I'm like you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take it personally I'm just gonna work harder right and just try to figure out how I can maneuver and you know, I'll, I'll put the work in. It is what it is. I, you know, I don't want to take my hip hop accolades and come over here and be like, "Oh, now I'm gonna do this shit." And be, I'm not Khaled. Like you know, I mean? like I'm not trying to do some weird shit. Um, <laughs> have, you been, <laughs> like, have
0: you met him, dude? In in your in your uh, line yeah, of work, tons yeah. of times. Has he? A dude- times. How, how is he in person, dude? Uh,
1: he's just like a walking meat stick. Like he's
0: just kind of like, <laughs> no
1: disrespect to Khaled. Like he's cool, but he's just like the most random. Just Hey, it worked out for he's him. He's a random man. dude.
0: It worked out very well for him. I'll say yeah, that, Yeah, I mean, hey.
1: Worked out very well for him. But he's just kind of like, he's just like a fun, he, he just has no worries. He's just like, kind of just walks around <laughs> and does whatever he
0: wants. <laughs> hey, man, I would too if I made them but, type of money. <laughs> back <laughs>
1: Yeah, especially. I mean, especially not even to produce. that. <laughs> just right.
0: Say, hey, dude, that's what I'm hey team
1: of team of producers, come over here. <laughs> I'm just gonna say a couple things. So yeah, exactly.
0: Well, well, actually, this, that is something I wanted to point out. So, like, you know, I saw those plaques you had of some of these hits that you've been a part of. Like, whenever you're doing stuff like that, is it? Are you working with teams of producers? Because that is something that like is very, very common. in, in the, I mean, just in, in just in production in general these days for like big artists with like you know multi million dollars on the line potentially they're going to get all the best producers in the room. Like, what is that like working with all these other people or did you even do that?
1: So I, I was more, I was just landing all these places by myself with riff so like i didn't even have like i didn't even necessarily have to kind of like branch out and when i started doing it like the sample stuff like the sharing sample packs with other producers and stuff it just wasn't really there yet Mm -hmm. and in the past couple years you know four years or so it really started to 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 come and now we yeah bro like when i'm making stuff i'll just like slide stuff into folders and just like my manager will send them out and i will send out our homies and other artists that we work with we'll just send them out to like internet money or td or dreamville or, or whatever and it's just literally just like folders of samples with our ats on them just in case they use them um, say samples, and just, like, just like one shots
0: in. or like or like beat loops or like yeah
1: just like three. like like, okay. like just just like loops just like elements of you know loop elements of beats so like you make a random beat you have 15 tracks on there and you just stem them out basically mm-hmm. or stem out the interesting parts or whatever um
0: gotcha gotcha, gotcha. and
1: then you know because produ- especially for hip-hop like the producer, if they hear something cool and then they'll want to add their drums and they'll want to add, you know what I mean? So they, they not, they want to be part of it because they work exclusively with this artist too. Right. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't they? So it's like um, it's kind of been cool to, to see that, but I've also been able to help like put my homies on too and just like help my friends kind of like, there's a lot of EDM guys that I've been working with um, that have expressed to me how much they want to do hip hop. And it's like, really like (laughs) because you know a couple years five years ago four years ago when i started doing this everybody kind of like and and i i might be in my own head and it wasn't like a huge oh we hate this dude but like they just didn't take nobody took me seriously right Mm -hmm. so like medium or hip-hop to hear that now in edm like they were just kind of like that's how they treated me it might not been how they actually felt but that's how i felt like i was being treated so um i just kind of like you know worked as hard as i could at it and just said hey i'm gonna stick this out and if i have to go through this for a little while cool but hopefully eventually i can kind of like get past that right and um it, it's just it was cool because I, I still was able to get opportunities in the hip-hop world and be able to do that stuff i still tell like tour manager for and help Tour manage and production manage for Earth Gang. Um, I'm about to go to Lala to tour manage for uh, Mick Jenkins. Uh, I'm going to do some tour t- tour manage stuff with like the Baby and some other like bigger rappers on that end. So I still kind of have, you know, I have a studio at ID Labs in the Taylor Gang office in Pittsburgh. So I still kind of have all these outlets um, to be able to do that. But I still get the chance to do the stuff that I want to work on too, which is the electronic stuff, which is like the vocal stuff um and just kind of do something for myself and prove that like i can do it but also it's i've been making dope music so yeah i'm not gonna like discredit myself just to feel better about it you know
0: yeah Um, at the end of the day the music can speak for its fucking self you know what i mean like fuck all the brand and shit, or like what other people think if the music's fucking tight then people are gonna recognize that shit
1: right and i mean that's kind of what i'm going for i'm just like stugging it out (laughs) yeah, just grinding grinding it through and just trying to trying to Trying to figure it out like everybody else.
0: That's crazy, dude. Like, all that... Like I said, all this is fucking new to me. and I had no idea. And it it's fucking wild, man. So, look, let me ask you this, dude. What's that bag like whenever you're working with, like, Amigos or, like, you know... Like, whenever you're producing tracks for these folks, man. What's that like? You don't have to get into specifics, but, like... you know, I'm It was just- good. Like,
1: I did well. I mean, I still do well. Um, And that's been cool, too, because I have a lot of diff- different, you know, revenue streams that I've been able to kind of, like grow and so yeah i mean there's been there's been some wins nothing crazy you know it's definitely not as good as everybody thinks it is uh especially when labels get involved i mean you know in the electronic scene like the labels basically in the electronic scene work very differently from the hip-hop scene because the electronic labels kind of like own everyone's music right (laughs) like they like all like a lot of the times these deals that i've been seeing from a lot of bigger artists is like they'll the the label will own a lot of the actual assets to the songs and you, they might get some, you know, they did get their publishing, but if they're lucky, but a lot of the, a lot of the master stuff is after recoup and the recoup seem like it's harder to recoup from streaming in electronic than it is to recoup off like shows and branding. Right. Yep, for sure. So, um, I, <clears throat> you know, on the hip hop side, it's kind of the, it's, it's the shows are great too, but, the streaming revenue is good too, because you, you have a little bit better of a deal in my experience. Um, and now that I'm saying that, that anything's wrong with that, it's just they rely heavily on recoup on electronic where in hip hop, they have bigger, bigger, you know, bigger audience, uh, bigger audience, bigger networks, bigger community to kind of like take from. And it's not as expensive to, push it if that i guess if that makes sense no it like, makes total you know. sense
0: there, there's a, you know hip-hop is something that like you know kids listen to you know adults like everybody listens to fucking hip-hop dude it's the biggest genre i'd say it's probably right. the biggest genre on the planet uh, probably pop but like you know what i'm saying but like right. you know, they kind of at times they kind of fall into the same category these days you know what exactly I mean? yeah. but uh yeah there's definitely oh my god what the fuck uh, <laughs> Smash! But, yeah just fucking break my keyboard over here uh dude but yeah man that's that's That is wild. So, from your experience, what are the like, what shows do you like more? Like, you know, as far as like performing and just being it?
1: electronic, bro, 100%. Like, it's, I was just literally talking to Young Buck earlier today because we're doing that, that Riot 10 track. Mm. Um, And we were talking about it, and I was like, yo, in hip-hop, like, you can go to a big-ass show, like, even Rolling Loud. Like, if you saw the footage of the crowd for 90% of the day, it's just a bunch of people, and nobody – Like, people are sitting down and chilling. And, really? Like, they're, like, hanging out and they'll groove and stuff. But unless it's, like, a major headliner – And even the major headliners, they'll play their hits, and the crowd will go crazy, but then they'll play other stuff, and it's, like, no, everybody's just chilling, right? It's mm. It's almost in the hip-hop world for shows. Like, people are a little bit, like – they're almost like too cool to kind of like have to, to let loose as much as they want to. And at electronic shows, it's just like, I mean, it, it's just fun. Well, here's the thing too. So when you're a big hip hop artist, you're playing like an amphitheater or a stadium or an arena or something like that. Right. And, if you think about it, that's all seated events for the most part. Like even the, even the amphitheater, the, the big first part under the thing is all seats, right? Yeah. That automatically takes the vibe. It makes the vibe weird, right? Comparable to like, uh, you know, general admission type of show. But in EDM, you just and when you bypass that you throw a big festival outside and it's just all you know what i mean it's everybody together i think the energy with everyone together and just the 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 cultural the the culture in general with edm is just so much more fun like people just want to have fun and express themselves and don't care what people think of them they're just there to do whatever dance and Mm -hmm. do whatever you know so it's like you know it's it it's definitely different but i love electronic more hey, okay. performing was
0: Bet bet yeah i love taking like hip hop friends to like electronic shows or festivals or stuff like that you know they're just like
1: wow this is <laughs> <funny."> they're, like,
0: <laughs> they're always tripped out man
1: <laughs> they have no idea what's going dude and like i i'll never forget i was on tour with earth gang and we were in uh i forget where we were like idaho or something or like iowa or somewhere around there and and there was a show like across the border in a different state. And it was Bear Grylls and Lucy. <clears throat> and I think that I was on warpath. So I hit like Balish and was like, hey, we have an off day. These guys have never been to an electronic show. Like, can you get us on the list? And he hit like Bear Grylls people. And they're like, yeah, of course, no problem, blah, blah. And I brought them all. And, dude, I'll never forget, like, two Miomis from tour were never been to an electronic show ever. They were in the middle of the crowd, just, like, going crazy. And I was like, this is amazing yeah like this is <laughs> this is perfect um, and they had a blast bro and then so like anytime we had days off we're like yo is there any electronic <laughs> like, this is this is great and then uh we played Okeechobee. it was the last festival that we played before everything got shut down and there was you know a ton of electronic artists there so we stayed and like watched some of that and they're like this is crazy so it's even you know even seeing them go and like be like this is dope it's cool it's just a different it's not even that I like one over the other. It's just way different vibes. Yeah. But for me personally, I'm just kind of like a more hype when I'm performing. I just rather be more hype and have fun. Yeah, um, exactly. Cool.
0: Yeah, that's cool, man. I like that shit, dude. Who were who? Who was your favorite people to tour with, dude? You got to pick somebody, you know, as, as a as a hip hop DJ.
1: Mac. Mac. Definitely Mac. Yeah, I mean, it was just like family vibes. Um, and now and now earth going, honestly, because it's the same feels. Um. it's just a family vibe like everybody everybody respects each other everybody's there to do their job but have fun and you know you're on the road you're a family and some sometimes you know more so than not um with certain people and then a lot of the hip-hop dudes touring there's a lot of ego there and stuff too Mm. so you kind of have to navigate that and not only that there's more ego with their whole entourage usually. Right. So like you're dealing with these people where you're just like, bro, why are you even here? Like, why are you causing problems? Why are you here in the first place? You know, and it's just like, you can't really say that, but you're like, you you can't if you're tour
0: managing, right. You could say shit like that if you're tour ah, managing, right.
1: Yeah. But if it's the artist's best friend, you know what I mean? Or like whatever. whatever, it's like, you know, somebody they pick to be out there, but I have, bro. Trust me. I definitely have like, yo what's good <laughs> you know, like, just kind of go off um especially just respect like the respect thing like bro don't be coming like they don't understand they're losing their friend money either sometimes since they're doing dumb shit so kind of have to be like dude you know like yeah. this isn't your show and you're you're reflective of us and and him so you know it's it's a it's a funny little line to (laughs) to walk i can
0: imagine like spazzing out on people yeah i can fucking imagine so man fucking tour managing for rappers sounds like a handful but it sounds like an experience sounds like it's probably gets wild sounds like a damn good time dude who's who's the most wild person you think huh Who's the most wild person to tour for
1: uh riff definitely riff raff (laughs) Yeah, he's a wild boy.
0: <laughs> I want to know, because his song titles and album titles are just the best thing ever, right? They're always like tangerine, uh, tor- tor- turquoise, turquoise fucking uh, turtle, or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah.
1: might- <laughs> yeah, yeah, Peach Panther, yeah, 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 like crazy exactly. stuff. the White <laughs> West with the like, line of fluff. It's like the best shit That's-
0: ever, dude. So does he just walk around just like spitting out these like just ridiculous things?
1: Yes, 100%. Literally, and, and he also, um, at any given time of any given day, can just spurt out, like, the most insane but most genius, like, skit of all time. He'll be like, oh, here, and then he'll get into character right there and stuff, and I'm just like, yeah, this is ridiculous.
0: Bro, I've heard him say some genius-ass shit on songs where, like, he says it and I'm like, that's actually fucking hilariously, <laughs> like, clever as fuck, you know what I mean? Like, it's, uh... Yeah,
1: there's 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 two sides of that coin. i definitely definitely one of them is definitely very positive and could be borderline genius yeah there's another side too but i bet i bet don't we all
0: yeah so like whenever you're working with these rappers like producing for them do you ever like uh, is there a lot of times you're in the studio with them or is it just you sending beats like uh what's that uh it's usually me
1: sending stuff but i do find myself in the studio a lot just randomly uh, especially because i seek studios out when i go you know when i'm out of town i'd rather be working than just kind of like gallivanting around spending money or just doing whatever. Um, So I'll just seek out studios and I'll find myself in that type of thing. But it's mostly just kind of like mail outs, especially the past year and a half. Yeah, um, For sure Yeah the yeah COVID shit so. the,
0: Dude whenever you are like With these rappers bro You ever found yourself like Being a little nervous Cause I mean you got like A young thug right Or like a Oh maybe, yeah Maybe around dude. a 21 Savage Or something That motherfucker seems terrifying You know what I yeah, mean Yeah I
1: actually DJed for him A couple times too He's actually a super cool dude um, Okay word But yeah, it died, yeah Hell yeah I mean I've been super intimidated And like Oh man <laughs> Like, you know, like and, and then the best is If you're playing beats for somebody And you're like Kind of already Like a little intimidated about it And then they'll be like like, all right, next. All right, next one.
0: Oh, that's terrifying.
1: And your heart just keeps sinking lower and lower and lower. And you're like,
0: oh no, like just like fucking him. spit on me at this point. Doesn't please. like him.
1: <laughs> and then like, and then and then like, and then, oh, go back to that one. You know what I mean? And you're like, you're like, oh. All right, no, 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 no! You're <laughs> like, oh man, Come dude. On, who bro. was
0: who? If you don't want to say this, you don't have to. But who was the most intimidating artist you met at first, like rapper-wise, where you were like kind of nervous because they, you know, just being a little, uh, just you know, I think
1: I, I Drake for sure. Drake, okay. Yeah. I was just like a fan. I was just kind of like, kind of like fanboying a bit because. <laughs> I just I, I, like I fuck with you, right? <laughs> like I, I, I think you're a genius, <clears throat> and so that was a little intimidating. But I've learned to just kind of like have the mentality of like we're all people, right? It's yeah. just if they want to, and, and I'm not really trying to have negative energy around me in some like weird vibe shit, anyway. So yeah. I just go at it like, hey, you know we're people, and if you want to be a douchebag, then fuck you, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm out. Drink cool dude, dude. Drake I cool don't da. have to be oh super super duper cool, like. Yeah super funny, super just like you just like he's like you see him, he basically is. He's like a, a, a cool, funny dude. Um and there's a lot of people like that. But then there's a lot of people that I wish I didn't meet that I just could be fans from afar and not meet them and be like, oh this dude sucks. Right. <laughs> you know? I think that there's definitely I mean, you know, and I've met some electronic artists like that too. So,
0: oh, for sure, man. So I've, met, I've met a few myself, man. You know, you get you're like your fan, and you get a little let down after you meet him. You're like, son of a bitch, how did you get here?
1: Yeah. <laughs> how did you? Yeah, yeah get exactly. Here? You're like, man, what? Yeah,
0: who allowed you to get this far? God damn it!
1: Yeah, damn it. I'm kind of salty about this. I'm not a hater, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! You're just man. a
0: horrible person. Yeah, Jesus Christ, get <laughs> it together, bro. This? We make electronic music, motherfucker. You know what I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, So, have you found like you know whenever yeah. um, you know some of these rappers you're producing for, have, have, have anybody like checked out like the electronic stuff you're looking doing and like, hey, that's kind of dope. Like, are you seeing like rappers' interest kind of going towards there? Or are you or or nah?
1: Yes and no. Um, I think you know. 50% of them are, don't even know, don't really have any idea what's going on with it. So they're, they never really listen to it or hear it. So sometimes we're like, oh shit, this is dope. This is crazy. You know, especially a lot of the newer guys who are kind of trying to progress and grow um, and do something different. They're like real into it. And like the SoundCloud rappers, bro, it's like the hypest, easiest thing for them to ever do. Like it's like, it's basically a SoundCloud beat, but Way crazier, right? So, like, way better the energy is the same, all that, <laughs> right? So, it's just like it's not you know off some like ridiculous thing. Um, with no mix and no math, <laughs> like, this is nothing. And uh, so, so there's that side, and then there's the side that, yeah, definitely there's a lot of guys that are kind of checking out this side, like, um, like working with, with Young Buck, who's who's a legend. I mean, he might not be you know, as relevant right now, as far as like the hip hop scene with like hits, but that dude's still a legend and he's like the perfect dude. I mean, I'm sure you heard that phase one, one, um, yeah. that phase one put out with him. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I facilitated that. Um, and it worked out like I sent it and I was like, Hey, let me know what you think. I think he murdered us. And they were like, bro, what this is crazy. And I was like, his tone, his delivery, his hypeness. It's just like, perfect. So I've been doing that with a lot of different artists and just throwing it out there. Like, Hey, you know, um, <clears throat> my management's really deep into hip hop as well. So it kind of helps out, um, you know, getting, getting little things across too. Um, so it's been cool. My one manager, Seth, he's out in LA and he works with like exclusively, basically with rappers and my other manager is, his name's Will, he's Wiz's manager and the president of Taylor Gang. So it's like not really, you know, it's gotten a little bit easier to get it across and definitely been Uh, accepted with open arms way more than it was in the past. So I I, I see both sides kind of coming towards each other. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's really cool to see. And I'm just happy to be able to not get ridiculed for it. I
0: guess. Hell yeah, bro! You can fucking slide that in. You're showing him a hip hop beat. You're like, he's like, oh, this is cool. I'm like, oh, you think that's cool? Check it out when it drops. Wow, <laughs> like, okay, Well, Me,
1: fuck? so so me, me and Blunts were in the studio in L.A. and we, I took him to to the Kush Factory, which is like a pretty you know notable studio there in the hip hop world. And Ricky P, who's like a big producer for Wiz and Taylor Gang, um, runs sessions out of there and is like the head honcho there. Um, and I brought Mike there, and he, you know. Ricky was like, play some stuff, you know, and and I could tell Mike was not nervous, but he was just like, oh man, you know, and he started playing like some, some like real like rudimentary, like hip hop beats, you know, like his like C folder, you know, mm-hmm. and Ricky looked at me, he looked at Mike and he's like, bro, I don't want to hear this. He's like, play your shit, bro. <laughs> you know, like, and he was like, what? And he's like, yeah, I want to hear that crazy shit, you know, and like everybody just kind of looked around him, and he was like, oh
0: all right. You know, is that what the hip hop like, guys call it? Did they call it that crazy shit, dude? Is that the, is that that's bro, how... like, so he said something like that. Yeah. yeah like
1: you know, it was something like that. And, uh, you know, endearing, but still funny. Yeah. And, um, he started playing like to, to slappers and everybody's just like, yes, this is, this is so different than what I'm used to, but I love it. And mm-hmm. it's cool to see. Cause I've been trying to kind of figure out a way, you know, with both of it too." and it's just really it's it's gratifying to see it happen you know it it Mm -hmm. makes me feel like i didn't just kind of waste my time looking like an idiot
0: (laughs) yeah Yeah, for sure dude hey are you able to crank out hip-hop beats way faster than like electronic tracks
1: oh yeah yeah
0: yeah. how many hip-hop beats are you able to like crank out a day i'm sure you've gotten pretty quick at it at this point
1: i could probably make i mean i can make a beat in like 20 minutes like a like a mixed like like pretty pretty d- mediocre but decent hip hop track in like twenty minutes.
0: Right, I mean hip hop beats. You know in the chords pretty basic because you have to leave it open for a vocalist, right? And then like with electronic, right. that 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 synth or that bass is the fucking vocalist. So it's like it take a lot more to fill it or up. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and just a lot more. Like you know when I'm in Ableton and I have a hip hop beat, it might be like twenty tracks, right? But if I'm in you know in in deep into an electronic song, it's like Have like a hundred tracks, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just all just different random little shit that you might only hear for two seconds in the whole song when it's this whole track, you know? So, like, Mm -hmm. you know, you boss them and groove them and all that, but it's like they're still there, right? And so, it's just a lot more, you know, a lot more automation, a lot more figuring out how to make shit work instead of just playing loops of stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, that's crazy different dude, but
0: that's dude you, this, this whole episode's been fucking awesome holy shit like all this all this stuff is so cool I had no idea you was that and rooted dude who have you made who, what songs have you been a part of that have been like a a hit um like so me I, real quick and all the people listen on
1: honestly a lot of the stuff was just a lot of the riff stuff um but we worked with such big artists like I, I I did a song with um with Wiz Gary Clark Jr. and Mozzie like which is like a crazy combination um I've had some stuff with like the most dope stuff and just just a ton of stuff man uh just like credits for and like back end credits so um just a lot of the riff stuff really gotcha and, and some of the some of the most dope stuff but not no I don't have any crazy crazy like mega hits
0: got you well do any
1: means I wish I did <laughs>
0: whenever you're like uh because you know you have your track where blunts and whiz right. Yep. once you're in, embedded with that whole Taylor gang and all that stuff was it like hard to convince them to do an electronic track or is it just like yeah this track's dope. Like whenever you're embedded into it like that, do rappers like give a shit or do they just want like the the money for the feature and they're good to go? What's that like whenever you're um, cuz Wiz is one of those higher up guys. They really yeah, they but typically see don't that, see in electronic music, you know?
1: His manager and like I, we just been we've been we we all kind of like, you know, he he's way obviously way further than me and and was doing way more than me at, you know, but we kind of still all came up together and I've worked with them for years and years and years. And I've done tons of stuff for them and with them. Um, so, and then will being both of our, like part of both of our management, um, didn't hurt it. Um, and that was like a way different situation than normal because it was just like, it was like a homey thing, you know? Mm. Um, it was really easy to get it done with their support. Um, but there's a lot of hip hop guys that, it's not definitely not that easy. And the thing is, too, is a lot of the hip-hop guys I see, too, they'll do a feature, right? But then they're publishing and their masters and stuff are owned by the label that they're on. And the people go to put it out, and it doesn't get cleared. It gets flagged, and it gets taken down. And you're like, what the fuck? I paid you. And they're like, yeah, you paid him, but you didn't pay our legal fees. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. And so fuck you. And I've seen that happen a couple times. Um, so I'm really, really, really you know i pick and choose to make sure that we're not working with people that are going to to do that and we bring like you know we bring our legit people in to be like yo <laughs> you know like yeah, don't even try that shit you're you're saying, like, paper. you're saying
0: like you're saying like you not like you pay the artist for the feature but like the label that they're on you got to pay them too
1: never cleared it you're right <sighs> so they're like nah you're like what yeah so um i work with people that you know i i have personal relationships to or i have some sort of middle in with um and outside of that i'm good because i don't want to be in any of those positions damn
0: bro that didn't even i didn't even know that should happen man i mean i don't have the money to fucking get a feature uh, from these big ass guys anyway so i'm all right dog <laughs> At the
1: i mean and a lot of them honestly that i've done um didn't really cost money it's just kind of mutual yeah homie shit mutual stuff where it's mm-hmm. like hey yeah. It's like, I see you, I see you doing your thing and it's, you know, we both want to see each other win. So um, it's been, it's been cool. Um, I have like three or four dead beats releases coming up. I have a Wakan release, um, two sleeveless releases, a dim Mac release, and then a whole nother year of pitching that we're about to do um, that we've already got interest for. So it's been a lot different than the past. So I'm just trying to kind of, keep it moving and just see where it all goes and just make as much music as I can and work with as many artists as I can um, hip hop and electronic and just kind of bridge the gap and just have fun and make stuff that I like. Um, so that's kind of like the, the main thing. It's funny though. Like I went to the lost lands a couple years ago and you know, everybody was cool for the most part, but like didn't acknowledge me, you know, and I, not that I expected anybody to, but it's just like, you know, I'm trying, I'm there. And I've reached out to a lot of these people and just kind of not gotten a response or, and, you know, sometimes, you know, it's like, you've seen my messages, bro. Like you, mm. you've, you've interacted on stuff that like clearly, you know, and this time around like going to forbidden, it was really cool. And I was unexpected and caught me off guard. Cause a lot of people approached me and were like, yo, what's good. Or they're like, yo, you're afterthought." Well, what? I'm just like, yeah, man, it's good. And it felt good. It was cool. Cause I was like, okay, like this is more how I feel on the other side. Like these are my peers, not, I'm, like, in a foreign land, you know? Yeah. Um, So I just want to keep that going. Well,
0: it's like people don't think you dope until they think you dope. You know what I'm saying? You don't... Like, (laughs) really, it'd be like that, man. Like, I've had the same fucking thing where it's like... You know it's them pretty much the same thing except not in the hip-hop world but it's just like next time i'm around them they're like oh you're you're taboo i'm like okay yeah cool now 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 you now now you get it but think about it like this dude i feel like there's so many young producers in the like electronic world is it like that too is it is because it, like, i feel like a lot of times the producer world for electronic is over i won't say oversaturated but there's a lot of people really trying and yeah they, i mean
1: it's 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 all oversaturated in any in any any genre at this point because it's just the accessibility is so easy, bro. You you don't even you could buy a two hundred dollar laptop and start making stuff on Fruity Loops, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like it's so, and then you can go make a beat stars and slap them up there, and you're a producer, right? So it's like it's not it's not nearly as tough as we had it when we had no sample packs and no, you know what I mean? It's just like, you're, we're rewiring stuff in the back of reason and shit, you know, like it's, it was a lot more difficult to, to do. And there definitely wasn't like crazy sites to be able to put your music on. There wasn't SoundCloud. Like it was just, it was a lot different. So I got to see that part too. And it's like, shit, all right, this is easier, you know, but there's also 10 million other people doing it. So um, I wanted to take my time with it too, and, and, and put out good stuff and, and come out with it and be like, you know, like last year sucked because of COVID, but bro, I put out a record with G-Rex and Project Pat. I put out a record with Wi-Fi's Funeral and Hydraulics and the Blunts and Whiz, you know, drop. And, and I did vocals on a Gentleman's Club track for Deadbeats. So like, it was a pretty good year for me for the electronic stuff, but nobody, it didn't amount to anything because there was no shows and there was no like way for me to kind of coast off that momentum but it still puts you in a
0: good position post-covid you know what i'm saying right and i've just been
1: working since so like fuck it yeah (laughs) you you
0: seem like you're producing all the fucking time man you know uh so you, it is kind of cool like you know i see you like in these in these nice studios and stuff dude but like these electronic guys you just have been in a bedroom a lot of the times man
1: <laughs> hey man i started that way too i i you know i i definitely started with with nothing and, and started with the same shitty stuff in the bedroom and all that and like now i just I, you know i i want quality and i want to work in in places that are quality and but i'll still go work in the bedroom bro it's not I, I don't care, you know, I'll make stuff on the plane. I don't it's it's not it's not about what you have, it's about how you get it done and what the end product is. Um Yeah, dude, I'll meet well, you yeah, in I, the
0: bedroom. Okay, I'll meet you there, dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, uh just that, lots of lots of stuff hip hop wise too. You're on tour, you, you record in fucking hotels and shit. It's just like whatever. Like I'll, I'll we make it happen wherever you're at. Um but I do know a lot more people now. So it's like, I know people at studios. So it's like, I can either sit here at the hotel and my headphones or I can go to this dope ass studio. So It's like, uh, the studio.
0: Yeah. That's fucking fun, man. That's fucking fun. Yeah, dude, so what's it like going from being being the guy like behind the guy, right? So you were the guy behind the guy, like the you know the DJ for the person or you're just in right. the back. Going from that to being like at an electronic show where you are the guy, the the attention's just on you. What's that like been what's that been like for you?
1: Uh it was cool. I learned a lot. I learned a whole lot because I got to see all sides of it and I just, I learned a whole lot and got to see kind of, you know, maneuver in and out and see what was going on. Um, But like I said, it, it didn't, it didn't really, it kind of boxed me in as well. So, you know, everybody's there to see the other person and you're, and it's not like that I wanted all the, all the spotlight, but it's, I, I didn't, I couldn't really progress any further. You know, it's just like, you're such and such DJ, you're such and such, whatever. It's not you, you know, you're attached to something. So it's not as, freeing and it's not as gratifying as i mean i love to see my friends win and people i work with win but it's just not as gratifying as hey i'm working my ass off to do me too you know um so it's cool It's it's you know it was what it was and it still is what it is and i'll still support and be there if i'm working for somebody um but i'm going hard for me too fuck that
0: yeah yeah where's majority of your line right now is it line with uh on, focusing on like making the EDM stuff or are you just so embedded into the hip hop that you just continued like half and half.
1: I, um, hold on one second. My bad. I have a, I randomly have a pizza coming from my, from my son, but oh, nice. <laughs> just make sure it's coming. Cause it's, we did not receive it yet. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, it arrives soon. They won't track.
0: Lucky they'll, just, they'll just let you know. It's 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 it, they might have it, it says your
1: it's it, it, your order may arrive soon. That's what it says. Sick. <laughs> like what request update yeah let me get that um my bad <laughs> um w- w- i sorry what was the what, what were we saying
0: i was just saying man i totally uh, lost it I, I, I lost it too at this point if i'm being honest but i forgot what i would even <laughs> asked you. you know it was part of it but uh but man what what was my it bad yeah totally it's, it's all good I was, I was asking uh yeah what where's majority of your timeline these days is it line like oh yeah yeah, yeah.
1: um Elect focus on electronic. Um, I still, like I said, I help tour manage and production manage for for Earth Gang pretty pretty heavily. Um, so I'm going to do that with like Lollapalooza and like a bunch of festivals that they're playing. Um, but me personally, my time that I have personally is just all towards electronic at this point right now because I'm trying to just um do that and do vocals like i've been doing a ton of singer songwriter stuff like under ryan haynes is like all my vocal stuff um, and i produce a lot of that and do that and love it i don't really care if it does anything crazy or blows up or doesn't i just make it because i like it um but professionally like i am definitely been focusing on the electronic stuff i've been you know i have like 18 collabs out right now with like some pretty big bigger like mid-level guys um that i'm super excited about deadbeats has been super fucking awesome to work with um harrison's the man harrison is I had, I had a harrison on the show has been
0: yeah harrison's the dude did you yeah I had him on the show a while back Fire. But, mm-hmm. yeah
1: he's super dope dude um loper at wakans another super dope dude and martin like like everybody that i worked with with the labels and stuff have been super dope and mm-hmm. like really cool um so it's been like it, it's motivating, man, and I just want to continue to kind of like you know grow and just make my mark and not come off like a douchebag. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> Dude, are the labels Nasser in electronic music or hip hop? What are the label? What's the lab- difference? You talked about like contract oh. differences
1: electronic because you got to think all the hip-hop labels have like they're all under the umbrella of like atlantic warner or interscope right Mm -hmm. so like when you get to the nitty-gritty of it you're dealing with like atlantic warner interscope here on this side it's a lot smaller labels they're still super dope but it's a lot more laid back um you know still professional still good but <laughs> way way less like threatening. You know what I mean? Like, like damn. <laughs> you know I mean? like it's like your lawyer just pretty much told me to go fuck myself. But uh, <laughs> all right.
0: Yeah, and, and it's also cool because it's like think about it. Like you know, like a Dead Beats will do like a a a, a Dead Rocks where they sell out. Uh, you know the fucking uh, Red Rocks or Wakan Festival. There's a music festival sells out the first year. I don't know if like an Atlantic right. or like Interscope could be like Interscope Festival. People be like, the fuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean.
1: <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, they could because they have like fucking, they, they have, they, you know, they have like marshmallow and then they'll have Drake and then they'll have Taylor Swift. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, Well, they so can do it like, like that, but so like
0: a lot of people are going to events because they're like, yo, Wak- it's a Wakanda curated event. We're going to go to it. Or it's like a Dead Beats curated event. Right. Yeah.
1: Interscope is, yeah, Atlantic, everybody, nobody would care. They'd be like. Yeah. Okay, who's on the lineup? You know what yeah, I mean? Like You're not
0: going to a, a, a show and seeing everybody je- decked out in Interscope merch compared to like, you no, see everyone no. wearing there's like... Not, there's Wakanda. not an army
1: of wooks going to an Atlantic show. You know? <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not happening.
0: So that part of it, I, I do think is really fucking cool, man. But hell, I think there's just so much money in the hip hop game. You got to fucking be like that at some points, I guess.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's not as much as everybody. It's not as different. Um, I just think that the streaming revenue deals set up, like I said, are just different. So you you make a lot more money on that. And like you know, branding and brand, uh, like advertising and repping and stuff like that. It's just more. It's just like you said, there's a bigger audience, so it's a bit more commercial and it's a little bit easier to to navigate.
0: Hell yeah! Well, you talked about your favorite person to tour with, who had the craziest shows. Like who whose shows were just like the fucking most wild shows.
1: Um, I'd say Mac. For sure, again, he just has—he's just crazy. Um uh Travis Scott is one of the best performers I've ever seen, and I- I've DJed like f- I've DJed for him a couple times when he was first coming up, and he's a phenomenally ridiculous performer. Um And Earthgang, Earthgang is fucking fire. When we when we go back on tour and stuff, and we're just like wherever, bro, I'm gonna take you to an Earthgang show. It's Bet. so fire. I,
0: I, I've actually heard that their shows are fucking phenomenal. I have heard,
1: dude so dope. Energy is crazy. They don't rap over their stuff. They sing live. They rap live. They have instruments. Bro, they're they're fire.
0: That is one thing that annoys the fuck out of me with a lot of rappers when it's just like the actual song playing and they'll just chime in here and there. That's the most annoying shit.
1: So annoying, bro! I saw spotem him, him do that at the vt Awards this past weekend, and the dude said like maybe fifteen percent of his lyrics. Bro, that was like, riff rap every
0: time I saw him.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, there was lyrics. They were coming from me. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> got you, dude. No, I'm just some, yeah. I mean, I just I think I saw riff like three times, and every time it was just like I was probably et- I
1: probably DJed for him.
0: Was it? Uh, I remember I was working the damn merch booth. that was at Republic Nola, like at, during Mardi yeah, Gras, like three that. years ago. And I think it was you DJing yeah, that.
1: It was me. It was and me, him, and MGK uh, were there together.
0: No, MGK wasn't there.
1: Yeah, he was there. He was in the green room.
0: Oh, he was just in the green room. Okay, work. yeah.
1: So, so we were all chilling, and uh, there's a, there's a, a picture of us on on like a balcony over over uh, Bourbon Street, but the streets were shut off. So me, riff, my girl. MGK and our, our like, like riffs, like assistant chick, literally it was us just walking through Mardi Gras to the, to the Republic, Mm -hmm. uh, to play and it was like a shit show because everybody just kept coming up to him and i'm like rushing everybody along like bro we gotta fucking get to the show yeah he's a recognizable dude <laughs> dude and then, and then i remember um mgk was going back and he's like i'm gonna walk back and i'm like bro i'm gonna we, we just walk back and smoke a blunt and i like walked him back to his hotel because he was doing that he was doing the filming for that uh movie mm. uh the the uh
0: i know what you're talking about i've seen it i've seen t- it was yeah whatever movie it, was. it was about the they were like taking super drugs that turn you into superhero or something like that
1: no no, no, no no okay. no, um that that's the boys, but uh the he 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 did um where he was in that band, I forget what it was uh, oh uh it was Tommy Lee or whatever or, yeah or, he, or, he it, it was the uh was the funny. dirt
0: the dirt or the it was it was the one about damn uh motley crew wasn't it
1: yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. so he was there filming that and um but yeah i i I, I dj that show. Um, that was actually crazy because we almost didn't make it to that show
0: yeah um, he, he almost didn't make it alive off the stage bro I remember I watched him chug like 15 bottles of water in one song I was like he didn't even sing the song he just chugged water the whole time <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah ridiculous <laughs> that's,
0: that's wild hey alright so one last question for you man I, I cannot appreciate you coming on the show enough uh, can, I, can, I, can I thank you enough I had said that sentence all uh, dude, types of wrong I, man. I bro pick-
1: I, I really honestly I respect you as a producer, artist and I appreciate you having me for oh,
0: real. oh man, fucking! I I love you.
1: <laughs> well, it's mutual. We can give big big bro hugs. Oh dude, I I hug <laughs> you so hard right now, dude. Uh, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play some like motivational music when I see you in person and just run towards you. I'm gonna
0: play. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna play with arms Slow wide. Motion. i'm gonna play a fucking creed with arms wide old <laughs> <laughs> please do yeah it's gonna be the shit man dude so all right so who's who's a rapper you have your fucking eyes on to bring into electronic world dude who, who you want who you want uh that's a good
1: question i want to do a record with sway lee i think that would be fun mm. um that's definitely a person who i've been circling the wagon with about it um that's really it right now Mm -hmm. i I need to think about that maybe i'll I'll message you with the answer to that later i just i want to focus on just making good music so whoever fits it good that's who i want to work with it's not really about their name or who it is at this point it's just i want to make good music and and what's up buddy what's going on buddy (laughs) what's up i can't hear you but (laughs) you gonna wave and say what up is your pizza not here yet Oh, it's here? Oh. <laughs>
0: well, it's, perfect. Without me? it's perfect, man. We're right here at the end, dude. Uh, you have a beautiful son, by the way. Beautiful son. What's up, brother? Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Dude, right here at the He's end. He probably won't dip. <laughs> Anything else you want the people to know before we get out of here, man? Anything? What's next for DJ Afterthought, dude?
1: Uh, hold on, buddy. Um, not much, man. I think we covered a lot. I just... Uh, like I said, I just appreciate you being able to give me a little bit of a platform to kind of, you know, let people know about me and, and what I'm doing, what I've been doing.
0: Oh, bro. This is, but yeah, this I have all been, those. Re- <laughs> this has been fun, man. I had no idea about all this shit. That's fucking killer, man. It's uh, you sound like.
1: Yeah, man. And, and I feel like I haven't really had it, had it a chance to, to you know, kind of let people know who I am on this side. So I, I think it's, you know, it's super cool to have a platform to do that. Um, But yeah, man, I just have all these releases coming up and I'm just going to continue to kind of keep working and. See what I can do.
0: Hell yeah. Dude, it's honestly... It's a good thing that you got your name when you did. Because if you would have got your name two years ago, it would have been afterthought. You know what I'm saying?
1: I know. Everybody says it. I'm like... Yeah.
0: Thought, thought, or like you should do at least you do like a uh, like a little web series, thought hour with afterthought. You know what I'm saying? Real, real thought hours. You know what I mean? <laughs> we,
1: I, on my YouTube, we do tour stories and they are just called Adventures of Afterthought. I have a whole literal season of like twelve tour stories on on my YouTube, but it's just Adventures with Afterthought, and I just, uh, just basically just tell ridiculous, ridiculous stories. Oh, dude, time, I'm gonna have to go check that
0: out. I'm sure you have fucking thousands with the people you've been around, <laughs> dude. That sounds fun. I'm, 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 yeah, there's. I'm, gonna, I'm definitely gonna go check those out that sounds like a good time
1: oh yeah please do
0: well dude ryan it's been fucking nice meeting you dude uh really really looking forward to seeing everything you got coming up uh you got a fan in me uh you know i can't wait till we can see each other in person so we can just really give each other that hug and once again dude i appreciate you coming on the show man it's been a lot of fun today
1: thank you man seriously genuinely really appreciate it so uh yeah i look forward to it too all right peace out brother cool man see you later
0: and that was Mr. DJ Afterthought. Fucking interesting ass guy, dude. Crazy ass career. I had no idea going to this show. Going to this episode that, you know, he'd been working with them folks. It's kind of wild, bro. It's kind of wild. I hope I get to work with folk like that one day. I really do. But anyway, I really appreciate y'all listening to this week's episode of Talks with Taboo. Uh, y'all be on the lookout. I got a lot of new merch coming in uh, any day now. We're going to announce that. It's great merch. Best merch you've ever seen in your life. Get it. Buy it. Love it. I love y'all. Be good. Take care of each other. If you want, peace.